The planet is restless, Captain. They want their podcast. And they shall have it. I'll beam down to the surface. You have the bridge. Captain, that is illogical. These are Trek fans. They will challenge and dissect your knowledge with great emotion. It is a mission fraught with danger, peril, and grave risk. Suggestions. Send in the red shirts. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We had a nice little holiday. We had uh, we, we got everything we wanted under the Christmas tree. I got a new phaser. What, what did you get, uh, uh, Big Sexy? I got a tricorder. Did you really? Now, did, you, <laughs> did you get an original original series tricorder, or did you get um, the Berman issue tricorder? I wasn't aware that they were doing Berman tricorder uh, toys. I, you know, the only ones I've seen have been original series. Well, the tricorder that like uh, Bones carried around, it was like a freaking had a shoulder strap on it. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> had a little TV monitor on it. It was perfect. Yeah, see, I, I work in video, and I remember those days where we had to have umbilical cables and these record decks around our hip and big ass cameras. So no, I, I'm going with the uh, with the uh, Berman tricorder. How about you, uh, Craig? I did not get any Star Trek related stuff, although I did have on my Christmas list that Bluetooth original series communicator which i saw that getting rave reviews about but apparently nobody thought i needed that but i did get something called the phone soap what's that you know what that is phone no, soap not... it was actually on shark tank and uh it's a thing where you put your phone in and it, it turns on uv lamps and sterilizes your phone in 10 minutes so you know when you come back from the bathroom there which i know you do you need to oh, it dude. get it sterilized <laughs> i need one of those like a mother <laughs> you need to get it it's awesome like 60 bucks it's pretty cheap too jeez wow okay and plus i i was just kidding when i said i got a phaser i did not get a phaser i'm gonna buy an equivalent <laughs> to a phaser <laughs> 21st uh, century equivalent right? yeah 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 there you go doesn't shoot it doesn't shoot light amplified uh plasma <laughs> it shoots bullets now okay let me stop <laughs> Yeah, well, the one thing is you can't put yours to stun, which would be a safer solution. But that's uh, very so yours true. is always on kill. That's, that's the only true. problem with those things. Yeah, you, you only stun by the way you aim. That's how you stun. That's right. <laughs> so, all right, I want to say before we get started, I want to say in the interest of full disclosure that this is the second time we're recording this episode, and I just want to say it's because of my crew. They screwed up. <laughs> what? Hey. Yeah, my crew. We entered a temporal causality loop, which is causing us to have to do this again and again and again. So that's mm. that's the issue. Then you know, eventually we'll run into Fraser Crane and we'll straighten everything out. Okay, crickets, <laughs> crickets. Are you guys are you guys Star Trek fans or not? That, you what, know, was that, what was his name? What was that captain's name? Captain, uh, Captain Crane. No. <laughs> Actually, I can't even. It was one of my favorite episodes, but I can't remember the um, the episode title either. Your ship is unfamiliar to us. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say, uh, Captain? I think you might want to beam aboard. We have much to discuss. Yeah, we got to talk about this. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, no, in all seriousness, I screwed up. Uh, it wasn't because of subspace channels. It wasn't lingua code. Uh, I just I had something set incorrectly, and this is the second time we're doing this. So we're going to pretend like we've never had this conversation before. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> what we're here to talk about today is, um, you know, some news came out last month, December 16th, uh, about the Star Trek Discovery. 
And I figured we needed to weigh in on this. I wanted to get your guys' opinions on a couple of things. So we now have one of the uh, another lead cast member, and that is the talented and beautiful Sonequa Martin-Green. I'm sure some of you, some of you real geeks out there, know that name. Uh, for those of you who don't, she is one of the stars of The Walking Dead. She plays a character called Sasha. And she is going to be, she was cast as a lieutenant commander. We don't have a name yet, but it's a little confusing in this article that was published by Digital Trends, I believe, on December 15th of last year. But um, her title will be lieutenant commander uh, on the sh Starship Discovery. However, they also say in that article that the uh, the show's female lead character will be referred to as Number One, which Number One was the um, title of uh, uh, Commander Riker. But as I said, he uh, Riker is a commander, so if she's going to be cast as a lieutenant commander, I'm not sure how that's going to work with her being Number One, or if there's a little bit of still nebulous area in the details here. So I'm not sure about that. Uh, I know before we had talked about that maybe as as uh, uh, an, an incubator of Star Trek, this series being kind of like um, uh, an early iteration of, of Star Trek, of the Federation, that maybe they were hiring lieutenant commanders as number one. Who knows? Well, hold on a minute. <clears throat> yes, sir. Um, the first person to be number one was Major Barrett. Major, Major Barrett Roddenberry now, in the original pilot. Now, what was her rank? Or does anyone know? I'm going to assume she was a, a commander. Well, let's find out. Oh, I'm going to look. You're going to go to the to the audio tape, okay? <laughs> well, while you're looking that up, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna move forward here. I was going to say trek forward, but that would be corny. So yeah, she. So if she is in fact going to be the lead character of this show, it will be the first time an African American woman uh, will lead a Star Trek series. And this will be the first series that won't focus on the captain or the commander. If you look at DS9, I know eventually he did become a captain, but the first few seasons he was commander of the of the space station. What do you guys think about that? Not this will not be from the perspective of the captain. It'll be from the perspective of a lieutenant commander. My thought is that it's going to be. I'm I'm concerned that they may not do it right because it's going to be tough to have a captain that's not all commanding. Um, but, and I know there's been a few episodes where they've done it with the lower ranks, but for a whole season, it'll be interesting because what is the captain's role in this whole thing then? Um, if the Lieutenant commander is the, is the focus, it'll be interesting. I'm sure they've thought about all of these things already and I just haven't, but uh, that's the one thing I'm concerned about. Listen, I, I hear you loud and clear. I have the same concerns. However, as you kind of hinted at, there is a precedent. Um, the, the episode I'm thinking of is one of my favorite episodes of uh, Next Generation uh, entitled Lower Decks, where they focus on the entire episode focuses is from the perspective of three ensigns who are bucking for promotion and the tests they have to go through. And it it is a heart wrenching episode. Um, so if they can pull that off, I, I think we're in good hands. The other point uh, is that, you know, if you if you saw the movie um, uh, Crimson Tide, did you, I don't know if you saw that movie. With yes. Washington. You saw that? Oh, yes. That was kind of from the perspective of, you know, 
someone other than the captain as well. I, I know I'm fudging a little bit here, but that was kind of from the perspective of someone other than the captain, and that's that's a great movie. So if they can give me that, I'll, I say, hey, bring it on. I, I'm all for it. But I do, I do understand your concern, believe me. Uh, so, Big Sexy, have you have you found that? Have you consulted the computer Yes, yet? I have. I have consulted the vol- volum- voluminous, I can't say the word, okay. databases. And <laughs> the Universal Translator is going to have a hard time with that one, okay? <laughs> yeah, they're going to just give me a, send me an L on that one. Yeah. Uh, in the episode of The Cage, the original pilot, yes, also, sir. as it was recut to be called The Menagerie, her name is number one. She does not have a name. But she was a lieutenant, and she was first, uh, excuse me, second in command. And also, for all of you trivia buffs, the phrase number one is a traditional term in the Royal Navy for the first lieutenant or first officer on board the ship, second in command to the captain, so it does not necessarily need to be a full-on commander. Well, there you go. And that, that position is also known as the executive officer, the EO. Okay. Well, hey, there you go. So maybe uh, Sonique was going to be that uh, the first officer. All the better. We also kind of, we talked about this before. Other cast members include Michelle Yeoh. She's playing uh, Captain Georgiou. Uh, and I guess there's going to be a second starship that's going to be featured. Because uh, uh, the news is that she's going to be the captain of the starship Shenzhou. Or Shenzhou. I don't know how that's, I assume that's um, Chinese. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh... We also have um, Anthony Rapp, who's going to be playing Lieutenant Stamets, and it is confirmed he will be an openly gay character. And I know, Big Sexy, before you were like, uh, how does one be openly gay on Star Trek? <laughs> and uh, I can only, well, we, we won't get into the details of that, <laughs> because, you know, there's the birds and you have a bee, and anyway, um, I assume I'm that... I'm going to say it. <laughs> You say you got two birds, no bees. Okay. Anyway, uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, I assume that he's gonna have a subplot that may involve his family life, home life, romantic life, and that's how they're gonna get that across there, to use the you know PC language. And then we have uh, Doug Jones playing confirmed playing an alien. His name is Lieutenant Saru. So there are a lot of lieutenants on this ship. No commanders as far as i can see well i like that in fact there's too many lieutenants there needs to be a couple of ensigns running around well you know, you know, top heavy i'm sure they're going to flesh this out a lot more we'll see a lot more characters as we get closer to the premiere date i'm just curious to your point kind of to your point i wonder what the crew complement will be of this kind of burgeoning starship this uh this what what was the crew complement on the show enterprise can you look that up uh big sexy you know, as much as I did not like Enterprise, I liked the song. <laughs> what? I liked the song. I did. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop the tape. Do you remember on another show that you and I appeared on where you clowned me for liking St. Elmo's Fire, Man in Motion? Yeah, probably deservedly so. And you're going to tell me you like this? <laughs> you like that song? Is better than Man in Motion. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> now, oh if, yes, 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 yes. What's that guy's name? Jack, John Parr. What's his John name? John Parr is one hit. That's it. <laughs> if he if he was singing the theme song for Star Trek, I'd tell him go to hell. But 
now the song's in my head. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Q. It's in my head now. So I hope you're satisfied. Yeah. Well, I know no, that... While Mark, while Mark is, is uh, consulting the ship's computer yes. to look that information up, we should talk about the ship itself quickly and see if you like the ship. Because I like the ship a lot. I think it's got the 60s vibe going for it, which I fits right in with the time period that yeah. we originally watched Star Trek. It's 10 years before the Enterprise. It's got... Um, you look at the nacelles they've got like this weird 60s traffic light kind of deal i like it yeah look um i love star trek i'm not feeling the ship at all <laughs> <laughs> first of all it looks like it's made out of copper second of all it looks, it looks more like a romulan's uh bird of prey or you know it, it, it has it just has an ugly bulky look to it and i don't like those those uh the nacelles they look like um Something you'd see on a West Virginia Camaro or something like that. <laughs> I like it. It's a great looking ship. The I mean, whole... it is not. The, the thing is, it's not the Enterprise. I think that's the main thing. It's a completely different ship, so it doesn't need to look anything like the Enterprise. I, I know. That's the thing about it. The, the other thing is, the saucer section looks like a, a roulette wheel. I just, I just, <laughs> and the the nacelles, the nacelles should be at an angle because, I mean, I don't, I I, I don't have my Star Trek technical manual anymore because uh i went through this phase where i'm not a geek let me get rid of this stuff but uh i know i wish i had it now but i can i can presume that the nacelles should be at an angle so that when you engage warp or if the if the nacelles are, are damaged or hit and you're venting plasma being at an angle away from the away from the body there's no damage to the body but with this they're 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 horizontal on a horizontal plane with the rest of the ship it makes no sense. <laughs> well, they were still learning, right? Maybe they, we can give them that. They were still learning how to build starships. Okay, so maybe the ship will blow up and I'll have to build a new one. Okay, I'm with that. <laughs> what, what do you think about the ship, Big Sexy? I like it. It does have that triangular bird of prey look to it. but And then it you know whips out to have the nacelles on it, and it's got the big circle. circle. And I believe you called it a oh, roulette wheel the other day yeah and it does look like one but i like it i mean it looks a little rudimentary like the ship in first contact i like that because it shouldn't be as all sleek as the ones the later ones that always i'm getting destroyed and the films did yes it's it just i wonder if the uh that back triangle section it, are those uh habitable quarters or are they functioning quarters or is that just struts for the nacelles if so it's a huge waste of resources to have such a big, uh, so much real estate just to pro propel, just to prop up the nacelles. You know, it looks like it's all saucer section, and there's no neck in the ship, is there? Looks, like I said before, it looks like a tadpole, kind of like the um, the Voyager design. It looks like all of the work is in the, you can only inhabit the saucer section. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right, so Big Sexy, have you found that information for us yet? I have not. You know, I'm coming up empty here. Mm. We have to check the gel packs on the uh, biometric readings <laughs> of the ship. But the Vulcan chick was hot. To Paul? Oh, no. Was that her name? Was that her name? To Paul? I just remember her in the, in the Sonic shower that one episode. That yeah, was good. I think it was to jo jo Jolene Blaylock. Jolene Blaylock. Wow. You've never seen since, unfortunately, but... Um, but yeah, so we'll see. I'm sure I'm going to be all all on board, no pun intended, 
um, just to go through some of the other cast members, we have, we're going to have a Klingon presence, which, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know, what started this resurgence of Star Trek for me was when I started watching Voyager uh, last year on Netflix, and to be honest, I did not miss the Klingons at all. So, you know, I feel like, I, you know, I've been Klingoned out. So you I know, I'll say that same phrase. You know, when Worf went to DS Line, I got Klingoned out myself. You know, I, but um, nonetheless, we're going to have uh, the presence of Klingons on this show. I'm just going to read this real quick. There are three new cast members. I assume they're going to be on their own ship. Uh, Chris Obi, he's going to be playing Takuvma, the leader of the Klingons. We have Shazad Latif. Uh, she's uh, he's going to be playing Call or Cole. Uh, he is. Let's see. Also, well, let me back up. Takuvma seeks to unite the Klingon houses, ultimately leading to the creation of a unified Klingon empire. His protege Cole, who I just mentioned, will be played by Latif. Cole serves as the commanding officer of the Klingon forces, and in the last person is Mary Chiefo. She's an actress playing uh, she's playing Laurel who serves on the Klingon starship under Cole. So we will have a Klingon starship. I, I wonder what that Klingon starship is going to look like. You know, if it's going to look even more rudimentary than the original series uh, Klingon Birds of Prey. What do you guys think? What Are you, are you, gonna, are you looking forward to seeing Klingons again? You know, I'm okay with it as long as they look like they did and the original series, Trouble with Tribbles. If they look like Worf and cats like that, then I'm going to call bullshit. <laughs> you know, they, they got to have that that Roman, you know, almost, um, oh, I can't think of the word. But they had right. a certain look C about them. Centurion, kind of? The Centurion, thank you. You know, they had that look in the original series, and they carried that look into the animated series as well. So if this is predating that, it's got to be the same way. Now, I don't know if they did that in Enterprise, but they need to do it here. I don't think they admit Klingons in the Enterprise series. I Good. I, 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 listen, I didn't watch the show, so I don't. I can't be sure. But um, I don't. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing a mixture of the two, because I recall uh, Urban Legend was something like you know, someone asked her, uh, Shatner or someone at a convention. I don't. I read this somewhere where that was brought up, and or maybe it was uh, uh, Michael Dorn at a convention. Someone said, you know, how do you reconcile the Klingons of the original series with the Klingons since Star Trek The Motion Picture? And he or whomever was representing Star Trek said something like, we don't like to talk about that. You know, just kind of being coy. But one of you said something about there was a virus that happened. Yes. I think they talked about that in, episode, in season four of Enterprise of all places. The show Enterprise. What, wasn't it when they they did the mashup with Trouble with Tribbles and they had to go on to the That's space right. station and they were saying, they what happened, Worf? You know, they asked him that question, right? Worf said he didn't want to talk about it. Or said it was like internal or something like that. That's what it like, was. Yeah, it was It was Worf that said what I, yeah, what I was pointing at. Yeah. And I think they followed up on it in an episode of Enterprise because I remember reading about it and I tried to watch the episode, you know, in fact, I'll do that this week, because I don't recall how it happened, but something happened, there was a virus or something way back when, and boom, which makes no sense when you think about it, but I need, I need to watch the episode, so I, so I don't talk out of turn here. 
So that and that tells me that there is that in the show Enterprise they do interact with the Klingons. Well, let's, let's pull this up now. Also, I don't want to see Klingons though. I don't want to see you mentioned Voyager. I don't want to see any Kazon. I don't <laughs> want to see any Neelixes. You know, I don't see any of that. Well, like I said, you are going to see an alien character. He's going to be serving in Starfleet. That's uh, Lieutenant. That's Lieutenant Saru. But that brings a new thing. That I, I brought this up before. I don't know if I made myself clear or what I was trying to say. You know, we have original series. We have the the the, the what nine movies? I think we have the four subsequent uh, spinoff series where they have a pretty well established universe. Anything that happened in the Star Trek universe would have been referenced in any of those iterations of Star Trek. So what I don't want to see is what they did in Enterprise, where they inter they introduced this a new alien race called the Sulaban, and they had this whole Sulaban war. And yet because, I, even though it's impossible because we can't have multiple timelines in real life, at least not yet, since I never heard that referred to in any of the subsequent, chronologically subsequent, uh, episodes or series I don't want to hear about it in Enterprise and I don't want to hear about new aliens in um, in Discovery because if it wasn't referenced after that it doesn't make sense that it wouldn't be in the computer database of the Federation or Starfleet so don't introduce new alien characters and have these massive global galactic wars that would have been referenced in DS9 or Voyager or original series or um, you know, or any of the movies. I mean, you guys, you feel me on that? You you, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you. Wow, captain's privilege. That's okay. <laughs> of course, the excuse they could use, though, right, is that they could just say that that alien race is classified, and so the captains are not allowed to know about it. You know, that's a way around the story. Probably. You know what, Craig? God damn it, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what they could have done though, because I think it was in, I want to say Voyager, that when the certain certain insignia comes on the screen, I think it's called Omega. That was that is only for Captain's eyes. Oh yes, yes. They, they could put it there. Oh, what was that? I remember seeing it was something about so some type of element or something that the Omega particle or something, right? Yes, yes. And and Janeway, like she does, because she's a badass. But sometimes she doesn't, she doesn't rely on her crew. She, you know, every other episode, she's like, I have to handle this myself. And the crew, the crew would be like, No, Captain, we can, we want to help you. That's an order, Lieutenant. That's an order, Chakotay. That we're going to help you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. The last thing I really want to get into. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before yes, you leave this uh, area of space. Uh, to answer the question about the Klingons, yeah, it was in the fourth season episode called Affliction. Uh, blah blah blah. This episode, the crew investigate the kidnapping of Doctor Flox. I hated him. Yes, the ship was attacked by a new type of Klingon. Meanwhile, Flox is taken to a Klingon colony to work on a cure for a plague whose effects include the disappearance of the Klingons' cranial ridges. That's the, where it is. The disappearance of the ridges? The disappearance of the ridges. Oh, so apparently a... they had ridges back in the day. This, uh, in, you know, plague hit them. They're gone. And somehow they came back. But that, I got to watch it. It should have gone the other way. I agree. 
And also, again, this is 10 years prior. That still does not solve the question. There should be no ridges. Well, but the thing... Well, I, I assume in the original series, that means they were suffering from the virus. Yes. And then somehow they found a cure. And then when we got the motion picture, they were they had them ridges. I must admit, when the motion picture came out and I saw them, I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. But, you know... That means that they did meet the Klingons in Enterprise. Well, well, in the in the well, I don't know if you remember. I have to watch that episode too. I wonder if they'd already met them, in which case we'll see that meeting. Maybe that's what'll happen. We'll see that first contact in Discovery. That would be cool. I'm okay with that. Cause cause JJ Abrams f***ed it up royally in uh, Into Darkness. <laughs> oh. You know, I remember. I think it was. Uh, I forget the name of the company. I think it was Avatar, but they were doing a Star Trek series. And in that series, the last issue, they set up how the J.J. Abrams universe was like a alternate reality, so they could have Spock in it, uh, and then have a young Spock. And I watched it, and I hated it. And I've not seen the other two. I refuse to watch them. <laughs> well, you know, just so I can be an, uh, a knowledgeable Trek fan, uh, I'm going through DS. I'm going through DS Nine now. Oh my God! Will you stop? <laughs> I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch all that. I know it's gonna get better in season five. I think season four, season five. When they it gets bring... better in season two, man. Yeah, you whatever. Gotta... Whatever. <laughs> when they, when the Defiant comes on, when they bring the Defiant onto the show, and when the Jim Hadar and the Dominion start getting to popping, that's when it got good for me. And when Worf started uh, coming on and you know sexing up, uh, what's her name? Dax. Jazia. <laughs> She's a <Yeah>. man, baby. <laughs> Yeah, Worf was on his bisexuality. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Speaking, you know, this is going to be, this discovery, it's going to be the most diverse of all the Star Treks we've ever seen. So, you know, I, I welcome that. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is the, uh, the, the way they're going to distribute this show. I have a little problem with that. So, it's going to, um, it's going to air on, uh, the network CBS, I think the first episode, the pilot episode, and then from there it's going to move on to CBS All Access, which you'll only be able to to um, acquire online with a monthly subscription. I think it's seven dollars a month, which isn't that much. It's also going to be on Netflix, but it, it will only be on Netflix for the international audience. Now, I have a problem with that. I mean, I think if you, first of all, Star Trek right now, it's in a lull. I mean, it's almost, it's kind of revived with J.J. Abrams. But, you know, that move, the Star Trek movie, it only Sucks. brought in, it only brought, the Star Trek movies have only brought in maybe a little north of $100 million each, each, uh, each film, the, of the three films. So it's not like Star Trek is, you know, that popular pop culture beacon like it used to be so this show really has to work this could be the last gasp of trek so i'm a little concerned that they're limiting the access to it and making me pay for it to view it it's not like they have it's not that they have that clout that they used to that that i'm going to shut out another seven dollars a month to see it and they're only doing 13 episodes which i'm okay with but i mean what do you guys think about that are they hampering a, a star trek a true star trek comeback on on its home platform of tv I think so. You know, I think so completely. And I understand they're trying to drive traffic to all access. But 
other than this. I don't know what other original programming they're doing. And, you know, I hate to sound like an old fart, but I'm not spending money on network TV just to watch it, you know, through another uh, medium. No, I'm not going to do it. Now, if they had something else to offer, you know, that'd be another thing. But then they get into the realm of pay-per-view. And I don't know if, if network TV is set up to do that. So hmm. this could be a problem for them, you know, down the line. It just sounds like a bad strategy. Craig, what, what are your thoughts? You know, I'm very much going down a path of being a cord cutter. I'm tired of paying DirecTV all the money that they ask for. So I'm, I'm very on board with the streaming aspect of television. The problem is I don't think we've reached that tipping point yet where most people are streaming. Right. And the second problem here I have with this is that most people already have Netflix. They're already paying $8 a month, which, again, is nothing, uh-huh. really. Uh-huh. But they're already paying for Netflix. Why couldn't they just put it on Netflix for everybody? But now they want you to pay an extra $7 just for their network, and you may not watch another show on that network but Star Trek. So that's I think that's really a bad move. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of people I'm seeing, I think even if you look at the comment section on this link that I where I got this article from, they're not happy. They're, they're, they're thinking, they're either talking about the concept of the series is terrible, which is, you know, that's another whole issue. But, you know, if you combine that, that kind of mindset with um, a lot of comments I'm seeing where they're saying it looks like they are setting up another Star Trek property to fail. Um, I just, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure what the thinking is. That... I don't think it's set up to fail. I think it's it's going to be problematic with this uh, distribution model, but I don't think they're setting it up to fail. I think they're really excited, probably based off the success of the Netflix platform. Right. But again, the Netflix, you pay your eight bucks and you get it all. Right. So I don't know enough about the CBS All Access, but I know that I don't want to spend you know eight bucks a month for one show. Now, if you get the whole, and I mean whole, CBS library. That's something else I can look into. But unless they're going to do that, you know, it's, nothing, it's nothing I would step, really step into. And, you know, I don't, I don't think I watch anything on CBS. I was watching Supergirl. Oh, no, that was ABC, wasn't it? No, no, CBS. It was CBS? That, yeah. That's on CW now, so I don't even think I need to. <laughs> I don't think I'd buy it just for CBS. I mean. And CBS be... <clears throat> owns CW. So, they, you know, if they fold that in there as well, then maybe. Even if they did like an iTunes thing where you could, they put all the episodes on iTunes and you had, you spent what, $30 for 13 episodes or something like that. The only thing that comes close to this would be that show that, um, Louis CK did. Oh yeah. Available only on his website, which I have not seen, but I hear it's hilarious. Wait a minute. You're talking about Louis? Yeah. No, Louis? no, 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 no. Louis on FX. Yeah. He's got a show on his website called, oh, let me look it up, damn it. I want to think it's like Harold and Rick or something like that. It's about oh. a bar owned by two oh, brothers that's that been in their family familiar. for years. That sounds familiar. I have to check. Do you get to pay for that? Yes. Oh, man. I, I it's like it. It's on Lucy Netflix, Kay. and it's only there. Well, okay. We want to keep, uh, keep everything on impulse here. Um, one last thing I want to say is... Um, here it is. Horace and Pete. That's the name of Horace it. and Pete. Okay. Yeah, that's we'll supposed to be really, really good. If you're a Louis C.K. fan, check out his show Louis on FX and check this out. I haven't seen that, but I'm, I'm going to check that out. But um, I want to um, come back to Sonequa Martin-Green. 
Now, as we as I, I know you watch Walking Dead, Big Sexy. I don't know if you do, Craig, but um. Oh yes. Oh, you do. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I'm wondering, does that mean that Lucille is going to taste some dark meat next season? <laughs> I hate you, Joe. <laughs> or is it a case where, since uh, Walking Dead is in the off season now, in the hiatus, is she filming all of Discovery now, and she'll come back to? I mean, she's going to have a really busy life if she's doing that. But what do you guys think? Are we seeing the last days of Sasha, or? You know, the the show has gone so a different way than the book. I don't want to hazard a guess because in the book, again, I've, we've said this before, in the book, there is no <coughs> Daryl. Daryl does not exist. There's no and Sasha did, either. Yeah. There's no Sasha. And what was the first dude's name? T-Dog. Oh, uh, wow. I forgot about I him. I hated him. I hated him. In fact, I said Rick, Rick, um, Rick. Oh, God. Robert Kirkman, an email about that, which he published in one of his books. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. And I said, I said, Rob, come on, man. T-Dog, he's on Mark, trust me. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So they're doing different things there. But at the same time, they've been meticulous about things. Because when they had Lucille taste gland, it was taken directly from the book. Yep. Directly. One thing they're doing in the series, I'm glad they're not going to, that they did in the book, that they're not going to do in the series, that is, is I doubt Rick will lose his hand. You All know, right, well, Kirk... well, well, now this is this this is the red shirts. Now you're going a little deep. We can start okay, another. Okay, okay. We can start another podcast, The Walking Dead. But, but we can well, call us the Walkers. The Walkers, right? <laughs> Everybody walk your body. Well, if you're a red shirt, chances are, if the universes collide, you'd end up being a walker. So there, that's we, right. We do have that. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I think Sasha's, she's become one of the stronger characters in Walking Dead. But if I had to choose to see her on Walking Dead or this show, I'm going Star Trek Discovery all the way. Mm. So uh, any last thoughts on Star Trek Discovery? You know, I want to see, you know, I hate to sound like uh, our podcast brother who is not here, Sean Hill. But I like to wait and see. Let's see what they do. Now, if it's really as... Hopefully, let me rephrase that. If they do it right, I'm sure there'll be people out there, and I'm not endorsing any type of tomfoolery, but there'll be people out there who get it off of All Access and make it available. I'll just okay. leave it at that. Mm. You know, because eight bucks an episode, get out of here, man. No. For something new, nah. Well, it's not eight bucks well, an episode. It's eight bucks a month, I thought. Yeah, eight bucks a month. Oh. But still. still. Same thing. I mean, it's not a lot, but it's just the principle of it. So, all right, that was the Star Trek Discovery talk. Now, before we leave, we have roughly about 15, 20 minutes left. I want to try something new here. Um, you know, we call ourselves Trek geeks. That's right, Big Sexy, we're geeks. No, we're not. All, all 230, what, 300 pounds and every, all six foot three inches. Oh, that's not, that came out wrong. Uh <laughs> Your entire, all of your height. I didn't say length. I said height. <laughs> uh, oh, it, it, it's full of geek, <laughs> geekness, and I love it, man. I love you know you're 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 one of the cool. You're one of the geeks that could beat up the uh, the other you know the, the 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 football players you know in high school. That's okay. I'm gonna stop now. Anyway, I 
Butler in high so school. Now, <laughs> if you are going to do this, let's let's keep it to one question because I only have ten minutes left, really. Oh, okay, all right. No, I'm being a party pooper, but I am at work. <laughs> all right, so real quick then. All right, so we're gonna go since 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 I just got uh, uh he wants a transfer of command from Craig. He's got to leave. All right, so Craig, we have real quick. We have uh, six categories. All right. We have crew members, aliens, locations, Starfleet, science and technology, ships. And what I mean by these categories is we're going to do a little bit of truck trivia to see how how, how devoted we are to all things Star Trek. So what I want you to do is I want you to pick a category. I'm going to ask you a question from the original series because I think that is your program of choice. It is. All right. So choose a category. Let's go with crew. Crew. All right. Which episode featured the first appearance of Ensign Chekhov? Good question. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I, gi- I believe it was the third season anyway. I'll give you a hint. It involved a particular mating ritual this episode. I got it. No, I don't. I don't have it. Oh, Craig, Craig. We're going to have, on to, to, we're gonna have to put send you back to Starfleet Academy. A <laughs> <laughs> muck time. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. So it's between you and me now, Big Sexy. All right? You don't want this. Bring it. Bring it. <laughs> All right. Okay. I just had some synthahol, too. I ain't scared. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. So do you uh, do you recall the six categories? Yes. Choose a category. Uh, ships. Ships. Now, you are, God knows why, the Deep Space Nine enthusiast. Here you go. I love, your, I love your Avery Brooks, but loosen up, dude. Okay. Uh, you said ships? All yes. right. Wow, this might be a tough one. Of these three runabouts assigned to Deep Space Nine, USS Ganges, USS Orinoco, and USS Rubicon, which one was not destroyed? Now that's a tough question. Do you want to flex your muscles or do you want me to give you another one? Well, I'm still going to get this one. All right. I will repeat. Of these. The Ganges, the Orinoco, and the what? The USS Rubicon. 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 Your answer is Rubicon. No. Oh, okay. Do you have an answer, sir? I'm going to say the Ganges. I wish you had stuck with Rubicon. Damn. The answer is Rubicon. <laughs> All right. This game is up for me to win or lose. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask myself a question from Star Trek Next Generation, and you will hold me to the honor code. I will not look at the answer. Suckers. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to choose crew. All right. So the question is, Okay, that was way too easy. I would ask another question. What was the name of Data's brother? All right, that's bull. Okay. Well, that was bull. Yeah. <laughs> what Academy Award-winning comedian and actress joined the crew as the bartender, Guyner? Oh, come Jeez. on. Okay. Last question. Well, I'll pick another one. Jesus Christ! Come on, guys. All right. Which real okay, life? Wait, 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 wait. Okay. 
I'll give you Guinan. How about this? I, I, yeah, you want to give me a, you give what me. What is you, the name of Guinan's race? Uh, you think it? What? You heard dude, me. dude. I should come on and slap you right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same race that was portrayed by Rod, uh, not Rodney McDowell. Uh, 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 what's his name? Ma- Malcolm McDowell and Generations. Uh, first that, of all, that's not correct. Malcolm McDowell. He. What? No, Malcolm McDowell is correct. He was an Elorian. That's I what Guinan was. Are you sure? Let us go through the tape. Ship's computer. I don't think she's an Elorian. They were the same. They were the same oh, race. She is. Damn. Damn All right. you. All right. Give me another. Give me another question because you <laughs> fucked that up. <laughs> quickly, quickly. Right. We're gonna lose a crew member quickly. All right. All right. Quick, 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 quick. Okay. Next generation. Yep. What were the names and ranks of Jordan LaForge's parents? Oh my God, you mother! <laughs> I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Bonus question: Tell me the actors who played them. Okay. The mother was a commander. I have no idea what her name was. It was played by Madge Sinclair, who also played the first African American starship captain in Star Trek IV: The Voyage Home. I have no idea what her character's name was. I don't even remember seeing George, Jordy's dad on this show ever. So that's an L to me. Give me what's the answer? Well, first of all, Dad yeah. was a commander, and yeah. Dad was played by Ben Vereen. Oh damn it. I knew that. Because the episode where mom appeared, they spoke to Dad as well. And mom was a commander. I'd have to double check that. But yes, and mom's <clears> name <throat> was Thea. Thea. Thea LaForge? I think, I think what, this, uh, what this quiz tells our listeners is that we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's not true. This is just yes, an episode yes, of yes. Uh, Mirror Mirror. And <laughs> we are the evil incarnate. Okay, look. We're go- so, yes, we've got goatees. <laughs> so none of us got the... None of us... <laughs> well, I do have a goatee. None of us got the questions right. Now, now in the previous recording we did i got two of them right mark got three of them right craig you got one right so we yep. did get some right i just f-ed up the recording but um <laughs> okay so here for all the marbles guys real quick a question from undiscovered country whoever gets this right gets all the marbles okay all right we're gonna do right. you guys have a, a preference of which category no you choose all right i want to choose crew all right what oh I well I do know the answer. What nineties star and Jack Nicholson sound alike played an unnamed crewman on the Excelsior? I will recuse myself because I know the answer. Uh this is Undiscovered Country? Yes. Okay, Mark, I'll give you first first shot. What nineties star Slater. say again? Christian Slater. That is correct. That is correct. Nicholson sounded like that was a giveaway. I, I, that's one of my favorite scenes because it's another dressing down. Sulu, Sulu was not to be played with. That's the scene where he tells Slater, uh, you know, tell them that we're still, my, you know, charting the, this expanse. Uh, yeah. It, and, right. and and Slater said, "Sir, are you having hearing problems, Mister?" <laughs> <laughs> You do remember that scene, right, Big Sexy? Oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. 
Well, I'm not sure. I don't know if we have time for another question because, uh, Craig, I feel like you should get another shot to get a, to get a, to get an answer. Maybe we do this again next time. What do you think? That, now that was spoken like a true 1966 <laughs> Batman fan. <laughs> next time on the red shirts. Speaking of next time, that we will wrap it up because, as you heard, we do have we do have day jobs, and uh, Craig is gonna. You know he's going to do his rules of acquisition on some some big some kind of big deal there, so he has to run. So we're going to wrap it up. I just want to say thanks to all of you who have who have uh, downloaded the show. We have close to two thousand downloads. We only started this what a month ago, which so you know I'm happy about that. We're going to do better. If you have anything you want to let us know, any feedback, you can email us at Red Shirts Podcast. Red Shirts with an S. Red Shirts Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Tumblr, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, uh, if you Google Red Shirts or search under Red Shirts, you will find us. And with that, may the trek be with you. All right. All right. You got to go, Craig. You got to go. I got to Star Wars. Not cool. Not cool. Red Shirts is not endorsed by Paramount Pictures, Viacom, or CBS. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Star Trek, the Star Trek logo, and all names, pictures, and audio of Star Trek characters are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders.